Hello, and welcome to Security Insights, the podcast where we talk to security professionals and providers about issues, technology, and best practices in the world of professional security services. My name is Neil Sutton, editor of Canadian Security Magazine. My guests today are Luciano Cedrone, Director of Commercial Properties GTA Protective Services at GardaWorld, and Amir Atri, Vice President, Central Canada, also for GardaWorld. In this episode of Security Insights, we discuss the evolution of security services for commercial real estate, including guarding technology and expectations around customer service. This podcast is sponsored by GardaWorld. GardaWorld is the largest privately owned security services company in the world. We offer first-rate security solutions and professionals to protect your people, assets, and reputation globally. Please visit Garda.com to learn more. Welcome, Luciano and Amir, to our podcast today. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Um, So let's talk a bit about some of the broader changes that are going on in, in the security industry, maybe sort of the relationship between the guard, the facility, and the technology and how everybody's using all that. How are you able to adapt to this evolving environment? Well, thank you for the question. And I think it's an important question because that uh, that environment is changing quickly. Um, it's very dynamic and uh, it's very technologically or focused on technology. And really, I think there's three things, there are three trends that I've seen um, that uh, I think is sort of the focus in the direction that we'd like to go. The first one being obviously technology and how do we leverage that technology to support operations not replace guarding uh, necessarily, which you heard a lot of discussion in the past. I don't, I don't think that that's reasonable. I think you still want that guard presence there to be able to respond to things, but how do we leverage the new and evolving technology into that guarding operation to make it more competent, give it the support it needs and make them more effective without having to necessarily increase guard counts. So basically maximize your value and your investment. The other piece, uh, the second piece uh, that, uh, that, I, that I've started to take notice of is the the need for the guards of tomorrow to be more, um, not just cross-trained, but aware of all the different things that are coming into the properties of of tomorrow, the the future. So, you know, in the old days, commercial real estate, where I came from, you basically protected a a tower, uh, usually, you know, a bank in my case. And so that's a particular tenant who uh, requires a specific service and has a specific threat risk profile. Well, the properties of tomorrow, have are, are changing they're evolving into what they call these multi-use complexes and and the what uh, i've seen in uh, social media referred to as the 15-minute city so you work in the building you go downstairs you go to the office you go to the gym you go to lunch you go to dinner it's all in the same facility and so that changes the mindset of, of what the guard needs to be and what your security guard really needs to be aware of they could be dealing with an old lady carrying her groceries up to her uh, condominium one minute, the next minute they've got a drug overdose just outside the, the, the facility, and then they got to go back and greet you know, the CEO. So it really changed the tools and the customer service um, experience that they're going to need. And that leads me to my final point, which is really this customer experience that uh, a lot of the commercial real estate is talking about. They're, they're having to adapt, right? It's no longer going to the mall to just do shopping. They want to make it an experience so that people go to the mall, not just to buy clothes, but to eat, to go and uh, experience an event, to see a concert. And how does the guard and security program of tomorrow integrate into that experience? Because it's not enough to just sit there and guard the door and make sure that nothing happens and call police when something happens. They're really looking for more engagement from the guards. And that's where I think our focus is customer experience, customer skilled, customer first approach to a guardian. Yeah, just, just to add to what Luciano was explaining, I think the, the mixture of technology 
into the guarding service, it's something that is going to happen more and more and more. Uh, you know, the uh, 10 years ago, we used to advertise on Craigslist. Uh, and, and that was that was the online attraction that uh, that advertising had. And today it's on TikTok or on Instagram and, and it's reaching thousands of and thousands of people. So um, having the guard on um, today's guard be flexible uh, and have the ability to make sure that they can use a full on electronic system to navigate the building security systems is is critical. And it's a skill set that uh, not everybody has. So the, the guards that are um, applying for jobs, um, we provide a specific type of training for them to be able to use some of the software, but they have to have some of the basics of understanding of, of computer use and so on and so forth. The younger generation that are going through the stages, certainly they, they are a little bit more um, uh, used to utilizing systems and computers and programming and so on and so forth. So they pick it up a, a lot faster, but it is something that is going to be happening more and more as we go through. The replacement of uh, utilizing security systems to replace guards, um, very similar, we, we provide a number of condos with virtual um, concierge where they, they walk up to our computer systems and, and they speak with someone. Or um, you know, we install uh, cameras that uh, conduct exterior patrols and they're on sensor and motion where a live operator actually views if there's something that moves on the, on the screen. So it's certainly, we've come a long way from the night watchman um, to, to where we are today. So we've talked a little bit about guard culture and security culture and how those things are changing from one of sort of purely restriction on locking things down to one of enablement, um, whether that's enabling businesses or helping customers. What is the guard's role today in terms of customer service? I think guard's role is uh, is mainly customer service, um, uh, really more than security. In, in most of commercial facilities and, and most of uh, uh, customer facing, at, at the end of the day, they, they could have an internal customer who's the facility user or it's, it's the member of the public. The customer service role has been expanded to really have security behind the scenes where it's not necessarily visible to everybody. And, 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 and the guard really is more of a concierge who is able to, as Luciano explained earlier, help an old lady with her groceries and deal with an, with an OD out in the parking lot. It's, it's one of the main things that the customers, our customers are asking for us to provide is because it's, it's, it's all about that interactions and the feel that everybody has, you know, within within the building. Uh, I was speaking with one of the customers who, you know, we were opening up an office within their building and they asked a really good question. They said, you know, you're gonna have guards from nearby facilities coming here um, just because it's your office. What if they have to interact with some of our customers? How do you plan to train guards that don't work at our facility to our facility because they happen to be coming to your office downtown? So it's, it's, it's in the same line of making sure that um, you know, we understand what our customers and their customers are looking for and making sure that the guard population is brought up to that level. I would only add the, uh, the importance of perception. And, you know, to Amir's point, customer service is the, is the flavor of the day. Um, you know, that's what our clients want. That's what they demand. And that's what most of the job is at the end of the day. It really is about customer service. But we also have a role to play in terms of security, and, and they have to be competent to be able to take care of business, for lack of a better word, when, when something goes wrong. So, And it's important to, to make sure that the clients understand that you still have a duty of care and, and you know there's liability there. As soon as you put that uniform on that says security, there is an expectation created by your tenants that 
you know, this is someone I can trust, right? They get lost, the kids, are, this is someone I can go to if someone's harassing them or chasing them. And if the guards don't have that mentality, you, you know, you could you end up exposing yourself to liability. And that's where I get back to that whole, you know, this is a multiverse, this is a multi-use complex going forward. Guards cannot just sit there and say good morning with a smile and think that that's the extent of their job description. They have to be ready and prepared to take care of business. And, and it's a hard word, take care of business. At the end of the day, most of the time, take care of business, call them the police. But there has to be a competency there somewhere. So that old guard, that old mindset of just sitting there and, you know, taking people's badges and making sure that they're okay and saying good morning, open the door open. There's value to that, but they have to have more capacity, more competency built into their skill set training going forward. That's a good point, Luciano. So you've talked about how sort of your client's expectations of you as the security provider are changing and how your expectations of the people that work for you, the guards that you employ and changing are changing as well. How do you change the approach to recruitment and training to make sure that everybody is, is doing their part and everybody's happy? Recruiting is a is a I feel like it needs a, a subject on its own. It's um, it's not what it used to be certainly two and a half years ago, and it's certainly not what it was during the pandemic. It's become more and more difficult um, to recruit the right person. There are challenges within customers' budgets um, that doesn't necessarily match the expectations of some of the guards um, or applicants that are coming through which is very, very difficult. I can tell you, you know, prior to the pandemic in Toronto, we had five recruiters and five recruiters that were recruiting roughly about 45 to 5,000 employees in, in, in Toronto. Um, today, we have 14 recruiters and we're still not able to keep up with the demand. The, the old days of, you know, apply and we will evaluate you uh, certainly is not there anymore. It's more so an employee market where the employer is chasing after a very small niche group of people who are even able to meet some of the requirements that, that we're looking for. Um, recruiting has, has we've, we've also had to go um, and, and lower our expectations and, and adjust our business so that it's not high volume recruiting anymore. Now it's recruiting for the right reasons and slowing it down. And it's okay for a recruiter to hire five to seven people a week because they're, they're searching the market for the best seven um, in order to bring on. So with that, naturally, we had to, we had to increase uh, the number of recruiters that we have. You know, one of the other positions we've added is an employee retention and employee care position within Toronto. So this person's job, sole job, is to check in with the recruiters within the first seven, uh, 14 and 30 days to see how they're like in their site and, and trying to reduce the, um, the, the fear of the unknown that some of the brand new employees may have going into a job to make sure that they don't just say, well, you know, I, I went to the site and a, and a homeless guy yelled at me and I don't wanna work there anymore. So um, it's, it's, it's a matter of making sure that the employees are comfortable and, and obviously cared for um, when, when they go into this role. Prior to the, to the current situation, we had our account manager do this, but the account manager's um, touch was is quite different from uh, from somebody whose dedicated job is to make sure that the employees are provided the right paths. And if an employee doesn't like their sites, for example, we'll, we'll provide them obviously with a different site that, that fits them better. Um, but recruiting has become completely something different. And so we mix that with the expectations that some of the customers have that is, you know, they, they want somebody who has the customer service, who, who is somebody to provide a prestige level security. And um, uh, finding a career person who's, who's wanting to do that within some of the restrictions of budgets is it, getting tougher and tougher every day. So 
um, we do have a number of our clients and our customers who understand the importance of this. And because of that, they're, you know, we're, we're collaborating with them and introducing technology into the security to manage their budget in order to try to bring the wages up. So, uh, and, and, and working with them closely. The only addition I'm going to make to that uh, summary, which I think encapsulates most of the problems that uh, the industry's long suffered. Um, and, you know, we're trying to do a, a good job of, of really focusing on, on the employees because at the end of the day, they are your bread and butter. Um, the only thing I, I can add to Amir's comments is that the current environment has really caused us to reevaluate, um, you know, where we're finding these people. Everyone, as they say, is fishing from the same pool and we're trying to develop other pools. And like any good fisherman, we're not telling people where those pools are because everyone else will be fishing in those holes. So, um, you know, I think it's caused our team to really assess where are we getting these people? How are we build those profiles? You know, to Amir's point, putting people in a job that you know in two, three days they're not going to be happy or there's just not a good fit or whatever. A lot of that, I mean, those are added costs. You got to go find a new person to replace that person and fill the, the, the equipment and buy the uniforms and all that. So to avoid all that, you know, we're spending a lot of time on the front end and making sure we're getting the right people. We may not have 100 recruits at one time. We may have 50, but they're going to be 50 quality people and raise the... Uh, the likelihood of success for, for the program. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for your time, Amir and Luciano. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us and sharing your thoughts on, on the, the changing security market, the changing car market, which seems to be uh, seems to be changing all the time and, and changing more quickly. Um, so we appreciate your thoughts and uh, thank you for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Security Insights. You can find more security podcasts at canadiansecuritymag.com. I'm Neil Sutton. Thanks for listening.